But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. Somehow, this week's shipment of power converters got mixed up with what appears to be a milkshake machine. So mm-hmm. while we get all that sorted out, I guess we can talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. I'm Greg, and I like milkshakes. <laughs> I have no idea why, for some reason, despite recording audio only, I waved when I said I'm Matt Newt. And I realized <laughs> I think I do that every week. We are I, a completely auditory medium. I can honestly say I've never done that. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm a hands talker, so that's uh, a weird thing to have on a podcast, I guess. Uh, so, while we're all here, has uh, anything gone on X-Wing-wise the last couple of weeks with us? Uh, our local league started, run by... Uh, Subscrub. Uh, Subscrub, yeah. Doug Subscrub. Scrub. Yeah. I, I scrub. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been doing a much worse job than Ryan has because uh, I got busy and kept putting it off, and now it started. So now I'm trying to get everything figured out. But I mean, it's playing games X Wing; it's not that hard. Yeah, we're having fun with it. Uh, those of us who couldn't make it out to our game night actually got some games in at our uh, last Friday night tournament, where Greg actually made the trip out, and we all four got to play a tournament together again. Yeah, I made the trip yeah. out to lose all three games. It's pretty dope. You should you should know what I did, which was lose one game and then go sleep for thirteen nonstop hours. That, yeah, we're a little yes, worried about drive for two hours, play one game, and drive. <laughs> drive two hours back. But think about the thirteen hours of sleep, though. He has children. There's no way he sleeps for thirteen yeah, no hours straight. Oh God, Greg, what would you do with thirteen hours of sleep? Uh, I would actually probably not sleep and then try to do something productive. Uh, Great. The, the point is, you have to sleep. Oh, yeah, uh, that's not exercise. I would, I would sleep, and then my back would hurt after seven hours. And then I would get up. <laughs> oh, so fair, so fair. Yeah, it was a, a fun game again. Still getting used to kind of the new points, uh, some of the new uh, random player order and bid scoring. I actually brought a hundred ninety nine point list, and it almost came that that one point almost came into play. Uh, <laughs> But no, a lot of fun. There's still the a lot of nonsense. Is that you had places to put that point that actually? Could I know. Have I didn't even think about it because my brain was still locked in points don't matter mode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I should have put like the uh, the B wing title on one of the B wings and had no gunner with it. I don't know. That would have made things easier for the math, I guess. But yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Doug took home the win. Uh, I came in second. As usual, we go to any local tournament. We have to fly against each other. Greg, did you? Uh, no. Against any of us? no, I got to fly against three brand new people. And when I say brand new people, I only mean not you guys. <laughs> that is and true. It was we, awesome. Yeah, we've got a uh, a pretty big community. We've always got new people coming in and playing. And yet we'll go to tournaments and 90% of the time match up against each other because that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we can top making a, what was it? 10 or 11 hour road trip down to Texas for Doug and Alex and having to play each other in the cut. Yeah, to be fair, at least that was the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was. It sucks that we had to play each other first round of the cut, but uh, at least we both got to make the cut before we had to play. Yeah, uh, it was just uh, we ended up at the wrong side of the middle line of that. Yeah, okay. so I think we were seventh and tenth. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, happens that way. 
Well, with no other news coming out of AMG recently, we've got a topic that got brought up for us to discuss this weekend, and that's kind of uh, something that's been eating at me for a while, and that's the concept of tunnel vision in X-Wing and how it can affect your gameplay and your list building. Uh, what do I mean by tunnel vision? That's when you just focus on one thing, be it a ship, a concept, an idea, to the exclusion of the rest of the game. Back in the day, uh, The Crates, a uh, well-known podcast, and are The Crates still doing X-Wing podcasts? I am out of the uh, loop. They uh, dropped one like a month ago, but they're very inconsistent. Right. Uh, for those of you who've never heard them, look it up, K-R-A-Y-T Squadron. They have uh, a very well, interesting okay. style. Yeah, so they're very adults, so if you yes. like... NSFW. Yeah. If, if uh, highly. Yeah, it's definitely not family friendly. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of inside jokes and like uh, like Twitch humor would be the best way to describe it. Internet culture humor. Uh, so it's definitely not for everybody, but they do have a lot of insight if you manage to sift through the two and a half hours to find the half hours of content. There's that. But what they did have was a series called the Listener series, which, which definitely watch. Listen to those, yes, right? Those and one of those they talk about their definition of a scrub and what they mean, and not exactly a an insulting term is that it's someone who puts their own limitations on themselves that are not reflected in the game. That might self-imposed be self-imposed restrictions. Self-imposed restrictions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what that might be is I only want to play rebels or I am an ace player or, you know, things of that nature that can limit you a lot. Now for some people who find that and make it work. Sure. But there's some dangers. Dan to Peterson that. of the Scrubcast is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Where he, it's if his also, list doesn't feature a fat gory, it's not his list. Also, hence the name, though Scrubcast. Like they, Precisely. they were but, they're great listeners. They had that definition of scrub in mind when they chose their name. Exactly, and it's an example that if you are the type of player who can do one thing very, very, very well, that can work for you until you run into that. All your eggs in one basket problem. Something changes, it can be heavily disrupted. An example being players who were reliant on deep bid lists, suddenly the new random player order change has thrown that into chaos. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of something that would impact a lot of people right now is people who focused on the bid or or just ace play in general where you were consistently relying on moving second. And that's uh, that's no longer the case. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Again, want to put it out there that for favoring or focusing on one particular archetype or style of play does not mean someone's a bad player at all. That's, you know, again, some of the best players out there. I don't think I've ever seen Ollie Pocknell play anything but aces, and he's a world's champion, and even outside of that, one of the better players in the world. Paul Heaver's a three-times world champ, and he did it all three times with Rebel Beef, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those beefs threes. was a Han Beef. But... Yeah, but even then, he still had three Zs with it. Like He, he likes his, his four-ish ship lists that usually have a high-initiative ship, but are not ace lists. Right. And the thing is, it's perfectly acceptable, but don't expect the game to be balanced around the one thing you like. A lot of times I've seen, especially in the last month, people online getting incredibly salty because suddenly their X-Wing is gone. And that just, you know, I I really started kind of looking down on that a little, but I suddenly started to realize I do a lot of that same thing. And that's where uh, getting into the second area of tunnel vision and that's getting locked into a concept 
despite a lack of evidence or a very small sample size, and trying beyond all logic or reason to make it work. Uh, the example I gave that I espoused on this very podcast and was proven wrong was the one Kimogula good, four Kimogula must be better fallacy, where I thought I had figured out the numbers on paper. It looked good. It, it had to be fine. With very little testing, I had, I think, two games with that list against unprepared and not taking it seriously opponents. And that just, that locked me into thinking, I have the magic bullet. This is going to be great. And I got my hat handed to me with that. And we've seen that happen with a lot of concepts. Uh, Greg, you and I were talking about it a little bit today, where uh, you've occasionally fallen into that as well. Yeah, I I like to I like to come up with some like everybody's got to start somewhere with list building, and so I always fall into I like this ship. It's fun, and then. Uh, I try to make that work as much as possible when, like you said, there's, uh, you know, that it's almost impossible uh, to make a winning list, but that's actually where I'm sitting now. And this is why we talked about it is because I'm zero and six with the new first order stuff. And obviously it's new, new points and stuff like that. But what I'm doing is I'm throwing two bombers in and then I'm trying to build around them. And obviously, that's probably not the best, but that's what I'm doing. And uh, so, like, your one Kimogila, what about four? So it's like, oh, if two bombers isn't good, what about four? And uh, But it costs money to make that jump. So, that's yeah, true. that's what I've been doing. That's that's why, yeah, I made a list. I was like, this has to be good. The value of Quick Draw at 54 points has to be amazing. It's you know, it, Exactly. Not. That's the kind of thing that can often... Uh, we talk about nerf aversion when something gets an increase in points or a loss of a slot. People instinctively shy away from it. But the needle can swing the other way, and I don't really know what to call that, but when something comes down in points or suddenly gets uh, a new asset added to it, people can often jump on it and think, this must be amazing now, when that might not be the case. For example, if suddenly, let's say, the Gan Feinsman, which is the generic uh, G1A, it's currently, I believe, 43 points. If it went down to 41, would that make it a better ship? Like, a ship worth flying? It would make it better. Worth flying is debatable. Exactly. That, the, the two things, the two are not always the same. Right. I think that's exactly, like, hit the nail on the head statement. Like, exactly what we're getting at. It'll make it better. But so I have it... a very important counterpoint to your point there, Newt. Okay. The Gantz Feinsman already costs 41 points. Oh, I thought it was higher. Nope, he's at 41. The Chemo's at 42, I think. But most I of think them... Chemo's are 43, even. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's something that when you see an incremental... Chemo's are also 41, actually. We're yeah, Chemo's, Chemo's did oh. came down. Right. Uh, the idea that the, the workhorse ships are almost all sitting at 41 points right now for the generic chassis of it, with a couple exceptions. But the, the point being that if you look at equivalent 41-point ships, the, that particular ship is, I would say, the worst of the lot at 41. I don't think there's a whole lot of argument there on that. But coming down in points is not going to suddenly make that a good ship 
unless you have the idea of maybe they're going to be spammable or maybe something comes out with them that is very useful in multiples. Uh, you're not going to see just something got better doesn't necessarily mean jump on it. It's the new good thing. And again, that's a trap I fall into a lot. There's to be a... fair. Uh, you have to test stuff to know that. Mm -hmm. And like when stuff comes down, you should test it. If it's something that interests you, you should see if it's good enough or, or not. Yeah. Like, I, I think the only real trap there is if you're not having success and it's frustrating you and you keep doing it. Like, I, I think this topic, a lot of it is going to come down to how you deal with your success or lack thereof with your self-imposed restrictions. Like uh, there, I personally never have a problem with anybody self-imposing what they want to fly. It's how they react whenever it's going poorly that I think is problematic or not. Right. Uh, and something that you pointed out a lot to me is we make the mean joke about your sample size is small and you should feel bad because I, we all like to see our assumptions be proven right. We like to come up with this idea that we think, I've found the magic bullet, I found this great list that's going to work, so we'll take any positives as reinforcing our preconceived notions. Uh, I say we as people in general. This isn't even just an X-Wing thing. But I got to thinking about this because something I said Friday night was with all the changes to points, I said, anytime I make a list from now on, I'm probably going to be trying to recreate 4X2Z. And then as I was going home, I thought about that and I went, wow, I'm really shackling myself to one concept because I did middlingly well with it and it took you off. Got a, you made the cut and qualified for oh, I, yeah, No, I did that. I did that once. And then I proceeded to, for the rest of the time I flew it, finish about three and three everywhere with it. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. It's a good list. And I think it was perfectly fine for its time. But... The idea of diving into that, I suddenly thought, this is who I am as an X-Wing player now, because I did that. I let a small sample size lure me in to putting, again, all my eggs in that kind of basket. And while, yes, I do like efficient jousty lists, it's often, uh, it's a trap to, for me at least, to lock myself into that. There's... A Latin phrase that says post hoc ergo propter hoc. It's a mistake that says after it, therefore because of it. Something happened, therefore my result is solely based on that. Or Correlation equals causation. Exactly. That's the, the layman's terms for it. I won a game with this list, therefore the list is good. That ignores any of the other factors that could be my opponent making mistakes, uh, me having a really good list matchup. Mm -hmm. There's a lot dice. of things that can... Yeah, dice. Just, just, being dice. On your, just being in the zone. Right. And that could happen at any time with any list. The list I've been playing casually, uh, Tenum and Braylon with two overtuned modulator U-Wings, is, I'll be frank, it's a fun list to fly. I don't think it's anywhere near the level that it could be. I mean, as we were playing it, we came up with a bunch of better ways to fiddle with it. But it's one of those examples of, it's one. I The only loss I've had with that list was Friday Night to Doug. But that means I can't. I I want to get away from thinking. Oh, because I've gone four and one with this list, it must be a good list. No, all those four games of that were wins I had were against very similar low health ships. Where if I've got four ships that are shooting fully modded three die attacks, yeah, that's going to chew through uh, 
ether sprites and inquisitors but when i came up against a beefier list like doug's that's where it came into problems so i've been trying to get away from that that trap that fallacy of it's done well under very narrow conditions therefore i mean it does well in everything so you're exactly right doug when you say you've got to have testing and this is where i think you know, tunnel vision is exactly what I had been doing, focusing on a small sample size and assuming that was the whole picture. And to be clear, it's a prevalent problem, not even just an X-Wing, like any, pretty much any game anybody plays, human nature is to make judgments pretty quickly about it. When in reality, if you're, if you're actually trying to determine the strength of something, it's going to take a lot of games in order to cancel out variance. Like over those five games, there, you could have had three or four bad matchups that you just, you know, outplayed or diced your way through. And so it seems like a good matchup. But if you played that same matchup 10 times, maybe you only win two of them. Right. And Doug, I know we joke a lot about you being the Kylo player, but I think you've won or made cut at more tournaments with more factions and list archetypes than practically anybody else I know. How do you avoid getting yourself locked into that this is my style trap? Uh, to be fair, I think I'm a little different than most people in that I just don't stick with lists for very long. Uh, I think a lot of people tend to pick lists and play them, uh, which is very counterintuitive to what I just said about testing things. But uh, um, I just play a lot of different stuff. And uh, and yet, while I do play a lot of Kylo, he's kind of my go-to ace I think in second edition, pretty much every successful list I've had has had at least six ships. That could be wrong. And but Doug still has not to call Doug out or anything. He still has bias, like not biases, but he oh, has I preferences. Do. Like he I does not do. like flying jousting lists. He prefers to fly aces. Oh, yep. Right, and that's where you adapt with it. But uh, Alex, you're another kind of good counterexample. You've always said uh, that you hate flying factions with an R in them. You've never really been a rebel resistance or republic player, but yes, yeah, um, that is mostly, uh, mostly me as I flew rebel beef when it was strong, and I and republic, republic is, is my second played, fa- yeah. my second most played faction after. Scum. And Fenrir was about to come out in rebels, so that one. Yeah, I was always a rebel player. Um, I just uh, <laughs> in first edition, it was the the R faction was just rebels at the time, and it was the my hated faction. So that's where that mostly came from. Um, but even then, uh, when Miranda lower Rick Biggs thing, I was like, you know what? Let's fly that for a while instead. Um, oh yes. But I'm yeah, definitely a person so counter counter to Doug. I like to play the same list a lot. I'll play it for months. Um, I feel like I, I only truly get better with a great amount of reps. Um, and the I say the biggest issue we talked about earlier is how the list lost a game in practice, so it's bad. That's my biggest issue. Um, that's the thing that tilts me most of everything, is when a list I want to be good performs poorly um so that's that's something i'm still working on mm-hmm. uh also I'll while do... i change lists a lot lists that i stick with more often are ones i have more success with that's oh, true it's... as well mm-hmm. uh the, and... the sun fox plus six i i ran for i don't know probably four months straight um which is a long time for me Z- uh zero days 
games? What didn't it come out and you played it at that one? Oh yeah, I played it uh, at a hyperspace trial the next day. Yeah, they, that was. There was a Friday who night tournament. Did, who would play that <laughs> against a, their own roommate? Yeah, <laughs> there was a Friday night like just everybody came and played with the new stuff where I tried it out and I was like, yeah, I like this, and then played it at a hyperspace trial. I still think it's funny because you told me to fly it the same day you flew it, and I was like, no, no, I'm not going to fly it. You know what I mean? And I flew some like two bombers and like six vultures or something, and I like oh three drop that day. And you were flying the list that you said I should have brought. I was like, oh, yeah. sad. It was a good list. <clears throat> yeah, it might be. Beat me in that finals of that. The only you time did. Doug and I have ever played in the finals. And, uh, True. With a 16-person hyperspace trial? Something like that. It was very small. It was small. It was yeah. small. Yeah. Actually, now that I come to think of it, just as a side, have the four of us all met in varying combinations in a cut already? Because I know I've played all four of you in a cut or in a final. I don't think I've ever played Greg in a cut. I, I have never I've played, played Alex in or Doug in a cut. I have only okay. played you, Matt, twice. As top Doug player. and I commentated those games. That's true. <laughs> Actually, no. That Well, okay. In person, if you guys have played each other in... Because I was going to say, you met up against each other in the finals of our online league. Yeah, That is true. But that oh, was that's also, true. That's yeah. not exactly a tournament. Exactly. So You know, when Doug beat me in the league that was named after me. That's <laughs> true. I am a, I'm nothing if not a bully. That's also <laughs> true. I almost Very had the dream, and then Doug was like, no. It was too no. cool of a name. I couldn't turn away the opportunity to be the Major Von Gregg. <laughs> you know, but it also brings up that when we talked about you know, the cuts especially, one of the things about Tunnel Vision also is finding something that works without understanding why it works. Uh now, caveat, there's nothing wrong with net listing at all. If there's a list out there that's doing great and you want to try it out, by all means, do so. As I always say, I'm encouraging net listing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, because It's the quickest way to improve your, your skill as a pilot is to just move yeah. list building out of your brain and just worry about flying one list. Yep. I net listed for that uh, when I flew Devil Fire Sprays for the store champ, and mm -hmm. I literally just... It was, I mean, I flew it a lot before that, but it was like, here's a solid list that you know is solid. Adapt to this list, fly this list as it should be, and you will potentially win. 100%. Um, and, yeah. So. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm sorry, Greg. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, but like, so I won a regional with a random homemade list, um, but that kind of felt like a, you know, like a shot in the dark kind of thing. But then the two regional seasons later, I just netlisted to get better at non-scum things. And I cut in six straight regionals just by netlisting Ego, the Miranda Biggs Lorik for three, and then Palp Aces for three. Um, I That's what made me better at the game is netlisting for an extended amount of time. Right. But one of the reasons why it makes you better is because you understand the win condition of that list. Yeah. You get really good at flying that one list that you didn't have to worry about building. Yeah. Um, you yeah. do need to, you, I, I agree. You need to understand why the net list works. Um, there are people who flew like ghost fan without really understanding why ghost fan worked and they still lost games. The, and that's an part of the learning process. Yeah. Agreed. An example is why despite ACE mini swarm being a, uh, a great archetype, it flies a lot differently than a straight efficiency jouster list. Efficiency jousters are often where my mind defaults to. So when I picked up an ace mini swarm list and I brought it to the first galactic championship ace championship, I got just raffle stomped because I was flying it like it was an efficiency jouster list. 
and I did not fully understand the the dynamics, the wind condition of that archetype. And I was, despite picking up a new list that was legal for the format, and the the list was good, I was still tunnel visioned on my preferred style. And I, I was trying to, you know, paint Van Gogh with a chainsaw. It just didn't work at all. So that's one of the things out there that Dougie said, you know, exactly. Repetition, uh, testing, getting those reps in, but understanding what makes the list work when you're doing that is probably, I'd say, it's it's a skill that's part of list building. So net listing isn't totally taking that out of the equation. You've got to be able to understand before you put that list on the table why it works the way it does. I would also like to throw out there, if for whatever reason you just really don't want a net list, then don't take the exact uh, like net list. It's a little more difficult in second edition because there's so many more options. But take pieces from net lists and then create something around it. Like Kylo is a really good example of like a power ship that everybody knows is good. But if you don't want to run, I don't know, whatever the most meta Kylo list is, whenever that develops, just take Kylo, Kylo and try to bring something else around it. Um, we do that. <laughs> like, like, that's mostly what I did for a very long time, Is especially in first edition. I didn't particularly write, like running strict meta lists, but I would take like the super dash and I would bring a different ace piece with it or um oh man I thought we were going to get a regional flashback yeah, what did flashback. you run with the super dash uh, ran, yeah, this was the, to be clear this was oh. in the first like two months of us playing actually. yeah it was it was uh, our third I, tournament I, ever I ran a 45 point key in Farlander which in second edition points is a 90 point viewing a 90 <laughs> point specifically 10 numb yes it's a 90 point 10 numb <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yep. uh, I was a scrub once in the day, uh, seven years ago. <laughs> I mean, not my list wasn't any better. I flew Cavill two ninety two Z ninety fives and a single IG eighty eight. A perfect example though is I ran a lot of like Vader rack or Kylo rack, uh, but instead like Whisper was really popular pilot, but I preferred Echo, so I would bring mm-hmm. Rack Low and and so it would it'd be Rack Whis- Rack Echo instead of Rack yeah. Whisper. Reco, like yeah. I remember telling people uh, before I started really, you know, playing with you guys a lot and learning most of the meta. I start, I had started learning what a lot of the archetypes were. Rack Whisper was a big one, and then Doug, when you went and won the, was it Omaha? Yeah, yes. Omaha. Yeah, the Omaha Regional with Rack Echo. I was relating that in another uh, X-wing group, and they went, "Wait, wait, wait! You mean Whisper?" I said, "No, Echo." And everybody's response was just, "How?" Because you'd taken a noted archetype and switched up one of the pieces to it. And that's, again, a great way to, for me, that was learning how different ships and abilities worked. Uh, you say, you know, Kylo was your example, Doug. You could fly Kylo and three TIE SFs or Kylo and four or five TIE FOs or, you know, Kylo and two of the named uh, Baron Interceptors. You can swap a lot of things in there. And they play similarly but different. You wouldn't fly three SFs the same way you would two Barons. And that means Kylo's going to be behaving differently in that list. Switching it up like that, you might know, and this this is kind of counterintuitive to what I initially said, you might make the decision, I really like flying Kylo, I'm going to put him in my list. That's fine. But if you are absolutely focused on Kylo is going to be the 
the the load carrier for my entire list, that can limit you a lot. You got to be willing to embrace everything around it. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree completely. Like that's uh, bringing back to our original point. That's part of setting your own limitations. Is uh, you have to be willing to accept what those limitations bring. Mm-hmm. So as a bit of a challenge, uh, I know I've mentioned time and time again that one of my self-imposed limitations that I'm trying to break away from is get away from that jousting, fly straight at it, and throw a bunch of red dice mentality. Uh, one of the ways I am planning to try and broaden my horizons and not get locked into that thing is I'm trying to play aces the way aces are supposed to be played uh i've been looking into pure swarms as opposed to beef swarms uh i've been trying to just kind of branch my mind out a little and i gotta tell you it's rough it's really rough to avoid going back to the old but what if i just flew a brick of ships straight at somebody and just threw all the dice you know, yeah, I mean, to be blunt, you will probably lose a lot more than you did previously whenever you fly something completely new. Right, and that's one of the things. You know, Alex, you mentioned that. When you fly a, a list that you like, this should work, why am I losing? That tends to just tilt me so much as well before I realize, oh, it's because you flew a brick of interceptors like they were X-Wings. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I could never fly aces, uh, because I would get so frustrated, and then I would uh, just stop. Uh, very specifically, I flew against Doug in the league last league, and I thought I flew really well, and he flew like a bunch of V wings or something. And I did. I know what I know the mistakes that I did make, but I was like, I don't like it, and I was, it was just like I'm done. And I flew like maybe two games, three games with aces, and then I was like, yeah, I guess I just won't do that anymore. So I was like, ah, oh, mini swarm is bad. Um, and then yeah, so I do the same thing, Matt. I think me and you are very similar. Right, um, and that, that kind of gets me to my point here. As a challenge, what do you think you could fly, Greg, that would break you out of your standard, you know, this is my playstyle mode? What's, like, the most anti-Greg list concept you could come up with? Oh, uh, 1,000% aces? Um, uh, uh, yes. Aces for sure. Uh, something but, that uh, will die super easy um, that you fly wrong because I'm used to just flying straight at somebody's face, at least with half my list. Because I, I don't know how to like. I feel you, like you I, like having you like having at least one ship that can soak up around a shot. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. So like when I talk about Vinny, or if I talk about these bombers, or even for uh, separatists, I talk about maybe like a fire spray or mall or somebody like that. I'm flying straight at your face, and then I have other ships that are doing other things. I like mm-hmm. the the versatility of that, but so like I'm flying these bombers, and I put them, you know, in the mix, and like Grudge is always the one that gets killed, and uh, I'm not doing anything different with these. They're just so squishy that they're dying. And I'm frustrated because that's exactly what I want to do with them. I want to put them in there and I just want them to have like one or two more hole left at the end of this, but it's not, they're just dying. And so I think what I'm going to try to do is fly true. I don't know. I want to say true ace mini swarm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I say that. 
aces. Aces are so weird to me because I don't really play. Okay, so when I say ace, I mean a quotation marks squishy ship with a uh, with a, a number over five. <laughs> that is an ace to me. Like I don't really care if it repositions all the time. Like okay, so my uh, blackout with sensitive controls. That's not an ace technically. But it it's ace adjacent definitely because it's yeah, 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 yes, for sure. So uh, that's what I would that's call why like, I'd really recommend people that want to learn aces should play Kylo, uh, mostly because he's the probably the best single ship in the game, other than like maybe Aether Sprite Anakin, but Kylo's way more affordable. True. But he uh, he teaches you ace fundamentals because he still wants to do everything that Sunterfell or you know Obi Wan or whatever wants to do. But he has six health and force, and he doesn't have to spend force for anything other than like p- passive mods. So yeah. he's he's a lot more forgiving than other aces. Right, Kylo is error correcting. You've always got force available. You've got auto thrusters available. Uh, you've got you know, all these options there, and yet you can fly him like a much cheaper ship like Soontir. But I also so this is a I'm, I'm kind of rambling about this because I've been going through what I call an identity uh, crisis anyway, and within the game, and I, 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 I keep flying these ships with agility like two to three okay and they let me down right dice let me down so then i go back to things and i keep repeating benny because his ability is solid because you know but if i roll my one die and it doesn't have a face on it then i just one use die. my focus That's, when yeah. i'm shooting yeah like i don't care i'm like <laughs> it was one okay. die. what was it gonna do <laughs> right and but when i have three or four at range three and then i roll them and then they do nothing for me and then i just get mad at the mm. dice, and then that's that's not the game that I want to play, because I'm fine with people flying, you know, whatever they want, and I'd like to fly whatever I want. But I do not personally like rolling green dice and then being blanks. I know this is a super obvious statement. I don't like it, so sometimes mm-hmm. I just fly things that don't rely on green dice. You know, I need to play, don't you? What? It's, it's supernatural, Kylo, because he. The trick is he doesn't roll green dice. <laughs> he doesn't have also, to. you Jedi or another Delta Bs or another option, you just regen all the damage you take. Yeah. I don't like any of the things you guys are saying. Right. So actually, uh <laughs> yeah, Jedi are really don't like. fun because what sounds easy. like a <laughs> what sounds like a good gateway almost into what you're trying to do. Now there's also the, maybe ease into it a little slower. Maybe an ace an ace adjacent ship and one of those tanks that you like for well, example ace mini swarm is ace a good mini swarm is, yeah yeah uh, my my thought there a, a good example of a, a gateway list into ace play for you greg might be something like the soon tier whisper redline uh, squad of legend it does a little bit of what you like to do with redline out there but then you have to have the cerebral ace play that's involved in whisper and soon tier that is true i've been looking at pose easy uh, Vinny slash Finch. Okay, that's kind of like the Resistance version of that. Yeah. Um, and I've been looking at him because I've really liked Poe lately because with the random player order, uh, he doesn't lose immediately. And um, uh, with Overdrive, uh, he is a little bit more squirrely. Um, so I've actually really liked that. Um, and then I saw, who was it? Was it, uh, uh, he just won the online off. Oh, uh, Carson. Very Carson, well known. Yeah. Yes, Carson. Okay. Uh, and he was flying like a Poe, uh, a Rose, a ZZ, and a Jess. 
Mm-hmm. And his list was so simple, but it was so, I, I would say, efficient, quotation marks. Like, it was so simple. We kind of talked about this last time, I feel. And it was like because of the new rules, mm-hmm. it allowed that specific list or O in general to just be a, a torque carrier mm-hmm. and, and be a six, you know, if it worked out. But so I was looking at that and I was like, okay, so Poe can actually sit in a list and not have to be super AC. And then I really liked what he did with CZ. Right. So, that Poe build specifically, and you're right, that is an incredibly efficient list because every ship in that list has ways to get fully modded shots continually. And right. with the new random player order, I6 Poe with a torpedo is either A, shooting first and moving first, so you're probably going to get off that fully modded torp, or you're shooting last but moving last, so you're going to be able to overdrive your way out of arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the and random player, torpedo. yeah, random yeah, player right. order. I think helped Poe Dameron more than almost any other ship. Yeah, uh, I mean, Poe's always going to have the problem that he's way more mortal than most aces because he only has two agility and he doesn't have purple. Right. Um, but he's, I, I do think he got a big buff from random player order because mm-hmm. resistance can't really bid the same way other aces could. Um, and now he doesn't have to worry about it, and he can actually utilize a lot of those upgrade slots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I uh, may just made a ace mini swarm list that I think would be good for somebody to learn how to play aces, and that's because it has five copies dedicated in it. Uh, it's Ada Anakin with sense and stealth device, and five torrents with dedicated. That's two hundred points. And, Ada uh, Anakin with stealth device. Yeah, so you've you've got a four agility Ada, which is already just a major pain in the ass to hit because it takes evade and it has force. And is, you know, already a pain. But then whenever you get up to five rerolls on blanks, it's even more ridiculous to hit. Uh, and I don't know if this list is good, but it what would were the probably have to do any damage at all. Yeah. <laughs> Very forgiving of ace play, of mistakes. And, yeah. like, you you can practice before, like, you if there's a ship coming out that you know that you want to learn. But, like, so when Fenrau was announced for first edition, I'd never flown aces before, but I'd flown scum. And I was like, you know what? That's just an ace. I'm going to learn how to fly aces. So I spent a whole summer, th- six months before Fenrau came out, just playing the Inquisitor specifically at the time um, over and over again for that whole summer just to learn how to fly aces to be ready when Fen comes out. And I second edition doesn't have new ships nearly as often, so it's probably not as viable a thing. But you can always pre-prepare as well, just by flying something close. Pre-prepare? Pre- yeah. Pre-prepare. Well, for example, uh, take take a ship that we know is coming uh, in the Razor Crest. We know a little bit about it, but things It's probably like going to fly like a chemo. Right. You know, things like that. Uh, if you... Yeah, heck, Alex, you could fly Rebel Fenrau and put him in Rebel List now just to kind of see what he would feel. I mean, we don't we don't know points. He'd feel but... slightly worse, but I'd have Han Solo, so I'd feel <laughs> I'd feel better. <laughs> right. And see, that's an example of, you know, I wouldn't call your love of Fenral, Alex, to be a self-imposed limitation. But I did. You know, I should look at this list and ask. Until I took Fen-Rau. that regional season where I said, mm-hmm. all right, no more scum. I'm going to net list a rebel list for three tournaments, and I'm going to net list an imperial list for three tournaments. And I cut it all six just by, it, I learned how to play instead of relying on my Fenral crutch. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I ran the same list for all six of those tournaments and missed the cut at most of them. <laughs> you cut in at least two of them, though. 
It's kind of funny, especially it's been almost more lately that I've noticed with you two, Doug and Alex, that in the last year and a half or so, have you two made cut at the same tournament? Dallas. Uh, Dallas, right. That's what I'm saying. Since since Dallas. Yes. uh, um, Various GSP tournaments. Really? Because it's almost like, I mean, every time we play in something small, one of you will wind up in the finals and the other one has gone 0-3. And it's like you guys traded off. But that partially also because I know, Doug, you were using a lot of uh, our smaller little leagues and tournaments to practice uh, archetypes and ideas for XTC that was coming up. And Alex, you've been very much changing up a lot of your standard style lately and without anything to play for i've just been experimenting right and that's a great way to break out of tunnel vision and that's something i'm using our current league that we're doing for uh i don't plan on flying the same list any two weeks in a row and i'm trying my best not to repeat lists that i've played in the last two years so uh, i may go back to the squad of legend for a week Uh, there's our there's our guest (laughs) there's our friend but uh, it's that, you know, trying to break out of the the preconceived restrictions, the shackles I put on myself is, you know, I think it, it's kind of fun to do it for a league that there's no major uh, stake in, I guess. Uh, I'm not worried about traveling to a system open and, well, if I do poorly here, I've wasted my trip. It's that I can use this as a learning experience to go okay, this is how this flies. And we have enough of a diverse play group in our local area that if I want to see how I would do with Soontir and a bunch of academies, I can fly that against a bunch of different archetypes on any one night. So I'm not saying I'm going to bring Soontir and a bunch of academies, but I'm, oh, not, saying not? I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm not, <laughs> is the thing. Uh, you know, I really plan on using these next couple of weeks to stretch my comfort zone. Uh, not break out of it because I want to learn to be comfortable with many types of play because who knows the next change to that points document and whatever new formats of play come out could throw everything for a total loop again. I could embrace ace play fully and then suddenly have the definition of ace play change. And that definition of ace play did just change to be fair. Um, it used to be bit deep and it could change again. (laughs) <laughs> their bids are back they're bringing bids back bid god, deeper god i hope they don't bring bids back they could just uh, reverse it suddenly you know pilot school goes in reverse order who knows ah it's time for sunny bounder <laughs> oh my so with that matt j chris tubbs the ace of legend <laughs> wow um me and you if because i i want to do the same thing as exactly what you're saying we have to be okay with losing Yes, and, and that's a skill you need. <laughs> it's hard because, like, it's very hard. Like, when I came to Kansas City, like, I was, I was just happy to see you guys. But there's also that, like, oh, I just went three rounds, like, totally bombed, like, hard, mm-hmm. and and it was my sixth game of bombing hard. So it was like it wasn't just three games because I had a blast at Husker and I, I got ripped too. So yeah, <laughs> it was it's just one of those things. So it's like ah dang, like okay, well I would have liked to have won at least one or at least had a little chance. You know, so that's one big thing because that's a big mental block that I have is like, okay, I'm going to try this, but I'm, you know, you can tell yourself you're going to lose, uh, or, or you can tell yourself like be okay with losing because it's a learning process. But losing is also one of the biggest, like, you know, nobody wants to lose. Right. And that's the thing, you know, losing can exacerbate tunnel vision in two ways. 
one, it can make you abandon, you know, hey, I'm trying to break out of my rut. I want to try something new. I lost. Mm -hmm. Nope, going back to the old, you know, the mm -hmm. old ways. Or you can go the other way with it. I'm going to try and make this list work. Oh, I lost. Okay, I'm going to try harder. I lost again. I'm going to keep trying harder. And if I'm making the same mistakes over and over and over again, we've seen players that we know drive a list concept into the ground and just because sometimes they're not willing to let go of that preconception that you know i'm just waiting for my ship to come in one day this list will be great mm. and sometimes just no it's not you gotta know when the right time is to let go i think gotta know when to hold them know when <laughs> oh. to hold them I yeah, that I mean, <laughs> and all of that comes down to if you're fine, like being middle of the pack or less, if you know it's just really not working, then keep keep playing what you love, but uh, just accept that there's going to be limits if it's something that isn't good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. That that's something else to say. If you are a player who is in it just to go out and have fun with your friends, win or lose, and you like playing your goofy. Lando, a Mando, and a Rando Trando with Hondo list. Uh, I call was this it, all I a setup for? Was this whole day a setup for that joke on this podcast? It was indeed. No. Nailed it. Uh, the if if you have just some goofy stuff you want to fly, by all means, have fun with it. That hilarious uh, Jostero Gargarum list that I flew for a while. I know I'm not going to win a tournament with that, but sometimes, gosh, it's fun that type of stuff, you know, do that, but be aware that, you know, I brought that list down to Huskarl to have some fun with it. And it was fun. If I had brought that list to a system open, I'd have been like, I'm willing to go. zero and three at this system open. And I don't know many people who are like that. There are some who are, but you know, know your limitations when you're going to uh, break the mold like that, so to speak. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Lily agrees too. Yeah, she's. No, I, I was agreeing with Lily, not new. No, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. She no, makes she... Lily makes really good points. She, she has. <laughs> you got something to say? You want to say it? No, we're gonna chew on her finger. That's <laughs> always a good strat, to be fair. Oh yeah, for sure. Indeed, indeed. So really, uh, again, I think we brought up a lot of good side points, and you guys gave me a bit to think about here. The there's a danger in becoming too both too complacent with a play style and too dependent on it because hey we we saw the world change and we had an x-wing cataclysm in the last couple months up is down down is up dogs and cats living together mass hysteria uh and it's kind of forced people to adapt or die in a way but i think that's a good thing because that's a skill everybody can benefit from yeah i'd agree and, uh, I mean, I know I've fallen into, particularly in online events, of leaning too heavily into ace play, and I'm going to have to readjust because uh, it's tough. Like, you get used to playing what you're comfortable with, and then mm -hmm. stuff gets thrown out of whack, and it's it's not easy to just go back to, no, go back to or start over with something completely different. Right. Well, Doug, Greg, and I both kind of talked about what our anti-us lists were. What do you think is the most anti-Doug Howe list out there? Beef. 100% beef. Four ship rebel beef. Yeah. <laughs> rebel beef is specifically, but even just any beefy lists, I, I tend to not enjoy them very much. They, uh, 
See, I'm kind of the opposite of Greg. I hate just taking damage and feeling like I can't do anything about it. And that is what hold, hold on, hold on here a moment. I'm going to flash this back to last Friday night. Okay, but <laughs> okay. So spoilers, because it's this isn't coming until Friday. Uh, I'm taking Han land or Han dash to uh, to Arkansas this weekend. Uh, but that's different than beef because they're high initiative. They have repositions. And Han in particular has infinite regen. Doug has um, never shied away from double fat turrets either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fair. I classify beef as small base ships with low agility that are essentially just jousting lists. Thirty plus right. health, and they, they get no, yeah they well, get not even the number of health. Like four B wings doesn't have thirty health, but four yeah. B wings is a beef list. Right. But things like bigs and you know three other ships or whatever, it's not necessarily a ton of health, but it's a list that just jousts things, and it just relies on dealing damage faster than it takes it. Right, just throwing punches as fast as possible. Yeah, and those are yeah. those are not the kind of lists I enjoy. Yeah, um, and I have flown them before, but I I just don't like them. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when Rebel Beef was a strong meta thing. You gave it one or two uh, that shots. Was me. That was me. Well, no, I, I think Doug. I'm pretty sure I flew yeah, it a couple. Of yeah, at, at, well, I mean, just not like you no know, tournaments. I know Alex, you actually embraced it. Uh, I flew it in one. It got rid of the cut, though, of a store champ, which is what I was trying to do. So exactly. thank you, Rebel Beef. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you don't have as much of a defined uh, archetype out there as some. What is the anti-Smittle list? Um, honestly, fat turrets until Rebel Fen comes out. And then... Um, it's it's Dash Fen until the cows come home? I think it's mostly just large base ships other than Bosk. Yeah, I don't fly a lot of large base ships in general. Um, Bosk is the one I've definitely flown the most of. Um. I'm bad at Dengar. I'm bad at Jumpmasters. I'm bad at Fire Sprays. Um, I'm really, I'm great. Swarms and Ace Mini Swarms are my two best things, really. Um, huh. Beef, similar, because they function the same with Swarms, but way more, less interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen you fly a pure Ace list, come to think of it. I flew one yesterday. I flew for the entirety of the first meta where Jedi were out. I flew exclusively Triple Ace mm. Republic lists. Yeah, when mm. I was running this on Fox Plus 6, he was running what Rick Plo Rick Plo OB on and after the Tesla special. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I was gonna say first. I just recall the Tesla special. After, so I played Tesla special at Warfare, but then to Crossroads I took Rick Plo OB. Um I do fly I fly triple ace list. Not as much. I prefer to have an anvil to hit my hammer against. Usually though I prefer that anvil to be, if not Bosk, uh a mini swarm or a six TIE fighter sometimes, depending on what year it is. It helps that Bosque is also kind of shaped like an anvil. It's true. We need more <laughs> Bosque shaped ships. <laughs> but yeah, I don't fly a lot of I don't fly a lot of large ships. I don't fly a lot of turrets. Um, those are probably the big things. Um, a wings. Do, I don't fly a lot of A wings. Do you think it would help your understanding of the game and your skill in general to try playing more of that? I have tried. I'm just not particularly interested in those kinds of ships. And like I said, as soon as Rebel Fen comes out. I will be. <laughs> Han is my single most hated thing in all of X-Wing. And now you're telling me I can pair my favorite pilot with it? All right. Never I was always a fat turret I player. Always a fat turret player. That's <laughs> I'll get bored eventually. But yeah. <laughs> no, I just like those kind of those things are just not particularly interesting. I fl- Dash, like the Outrider is the reason I bought this game. Doug said, hey, I've got this cool Star Wars game about spaceships. So I was like, is the Outrider in? And he's like, probably. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> and then I didn't fly it until my very last tournament at 1.0. Like, it's just not what interests me. Indeed. God, now suddenly saying that you Bosk, got me. Though. Bosk interests me. You you got me thinking. What if resistance Fen Rao? And suddenly I thought, what if you could run Fen and Venny or 
something ridiculous. I, mean, I would run Fen and Poe all day long. And Fen Poe's easy. I'd fly that. Fly okay, that never way. mind. It, I, I take it back. <laughs> rewind the clock. Let me unsay that. Take it out of the universe. Realistically, um, what we need is resistance. Kylo. That's it was the end of Rise of Skywalker. And then ben Solo. Ben Solo. Yes, yeah, Ben, ben Solo. Solo. Yes. <laughs> Poe yes. Ben, baby. Yeah, and then maybe as easy as well, because resistance, everything's under-costed. So there's a thought, you know, hypothetically. Uh, I know we're getting the uh, the two card packs they're talking about coming out with a lot of these cross-faction cards, and of course, the gauntlet's going to be appearing in uh, those factions. Just a little bit of speculation. Do you guys see them uh, trying to explore that as a new design space in the future, maybe? I would guess that they're not going to do a ton of it. Because AMG specifically said with this point change they were trying to redefine faction identity, and the more you cross faction ships, the less faction identity there is. True. Not that it won't happen. I just don't think AMG will do a ton of it. Mm -hmm. Because as far as we know, so far, Fenral might be the only Fang appearing in the Rebel. Yeah. yeah we have no evidence that there are any Fangs besides Fenral right. coming out. In yeah, the, the same only way that it... stuff we know of is Fen and then the Gauntlet has, yeah. is confirmed has by factions. Right. Yeah. But in the been. in the same way that in 1.0 you had that option for Captain Nim as a Rebel in the Skurg. Correct. That was but yeah, not yeah, any that... of the other ships. Exactly. So yeah, where he again. had a different pilot ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, different uh, different play style. But I really like. Oh, gosh, I miss my. Uh, Ten, it was it was it was ten numb ten numb who had the unblockable crits and uh, uh, Captain Nim the firestorm special as it were letting uh, both those ships use trajectory simulator to chuck proton bombs which used to do damage under shields and then harpoon every missiles every word in that sentence was terrible uh, man. Yeah, every word he said was wrong <laughs> oh my gosh I feel like I've said it on this podcast too I miss D wings with trajectory sims so bad what the <laughs> hell Greg uh, that was France. Two resistance bombers with a uh, with a B wing, and that was like damn. Because because you could put the title and uh, Sabine. Sabine on yep. there, yep. where you were automatically doing damage no matter what. It was yeah. just oh. So you threw the B wing in there. You just you huffed that bomb, and then you had the two big old bombers coming up. Oh man. Yeah, uh, that was me in one point. No, I know. I'm sorry. Didn't deserve second edition. That's all. <laughs> First one point. I was a broken game, man. It was so yeah, broken. It, it came it down that so way. Bad. All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, this little chat has given people something to think about. If you've had, uh, maybe you found yourself in a rut. Maybe you found yourself playing the same list over and over again, or building the same list over and over again. Uh, maybe this has been the. Uh, the spark that'll get you trying something new. I know I'm going to be putting a bunch of new different things on the table, and you'll probably hear me swear loudly about them in upcoming weeks. But, uh, you know, hey, never hurts to broaden your horizons, right? Unless it is pain. Well, Don't open not... the Lamed configuration specifically. <laughs> I would just like to reiterate again, though, for this whole discussion, that if you're perfectly happy playing what you like with your self-imposed restrictions, that's great, and more power to you. It's only a problem if you are using it as an excuse to blame other people for what they're flying or blame oh, the yeah, game for being that. imbalanced or you know any any of that negativity that is... like Just yeah. recognize that your own limitations are probably what's limiting you. Yeah. And like, oh man, I was going to say something. Shoot, it's gone. Oh no. <laughs> Never to be had. Yep. 
the the baby is stealing all your ideas. He stole it. Yep. You better not steal my brain because it's not very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Doug, you did mention that uh, as this goes live, uh, you will be in Arkansas this weekend at the, I believe it's the NEA Game Fest down there. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, put on by uh, Wolf Squadron down there. A lot of good folks. Uh, Are they they the the cool tokens? Yeah, they've got some amazing swag. Yes. Oh my they have a God. bunch of crazy stuff. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, I will pay you money out of my wallet to get me one of those uh, 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 Palpatine tokens, and I don't even have that. I don't even use them. If but I, I loved it. If I get a Palp token, it's yours. You gave me a chance. Oh. It seems oh, like Palpy, yes. Because uh, it was, what was it on the front? It was do it, and then it was done it. It's so clever. It's so funny. Oh, oh gosh. Man. Yeah. On that note, uh uh those of you who are listening, check out our Instagram. Uh Greg, what is our Instagram? Tashi Station Radio. Tashi Station Radio, where Greg has just put up some photos of the wonderful prototype chance cubes that uh he made for us to, that we can use to determine random player order in some of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we're just kind of branching out into some ideas like that. They were a lot of fun and uh had a good laugh. Uh I know mine only betrayed me once during the the night. Yeah, so. mine was fifty fifty, so that's how I know it was okay. I lost, Wait. mine lost, but then I went home and slept for thirteen hours, so it could have been me. <laughs> I feel like Doug's Doug's was nice to him three times. Wasn't it? And there uh, you go. No, I lost. Well, I it didn't matter in my game against Matt, and I was first player of the other two games when it mattered. So it was mean to me twice. Oh. See, they're fair. There you go. Um, so. With that said, Matt, can you bring up the uh, questionnaire that you created? Absolutely. Uh, As those of you who are fans of counting might know, uh, next episode is going to be our 50th episode. And we put up a questionnaire, and it's linked in the Tashi Station uh, Facebook group, that if you have any questions you'd like to ask us, go right there, send it on in, and we and answer your questions anything goes you want to have x-wing questions you want to ask us general you know what are our thoughts on star wars things you want to ask us you know hey what's your favorite drink i don't know uh you know this is our chance to give uh control to you the listeners you decide what our questions and topic to discuss are going to be so again that's posted in our facebook group we'll also put it in the notes of this podcast so when this goes live, go ahead and go right there to Google Forms, submit a question for us, and we will answer that on our 50th podcast in two weeks. Um, and as I stated last episode, I am making little things. Um, it could be tokens or these chance cubes, which I'm thinking about doing the faction uh, versions um, as well as some uh, Toshi Station Radio ones. Uh, so if people participate in those questionnaires, your names will go into uh, a drawing of sorts, and you can oh, essentially snap. win stuff. Indeed. Uh, so uh, that's our kind of way to, hey, give us some content, folks. I just <laughs> filled out the questionnaire. <laughs> You're, you don't <laughs> count, Wait. <laughs> so uh, also, while Doug will be off in Arkansas this weekend, uh, I know I will be traveling to Manhattan, Kansas, for the Village Geeks hyperspace tournament there. Am I going to see you there, uh, Greg? I have, Drew. You? Ah. Uh, yep. Government. I know the government. <laughs> uh, so, will we be able to drag you out of the house since you've got a weekend to yourself? 
Um, seems doubtful to be honest. Hence the the weekend of myself. Um, since I'll probably have the house to myself the whole weekend. Um, there's a chance though I might wake up. I'll wake up early and I might feel like going out that morning. We'll have to see. I've got a lot of D and D to prep for the weekend after. So. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, if for those of you who will be in Manhattan, Kansas, look up the Village Geek, and they always run a real good, uh, you know, tournament experience there. Lots of great players. It'll be a hyperspace tournament. So look them up, and oh. if you're there, give me a hey. Uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Indeed, um, there's a chance I'll be there. Um, yeah, you, you'll, you'll definitely see me. You might see Smittle. You, you know, might be a special guest or something. I might even be invisible. Ooh. Um, but definitely uh, tell if you see Doug in Arkansas, tell him he sucks. And it's true. <laughs> also, <laughs> that you are a fan of our podcast. But definitely tell me I suck first. Def, do not. That is non negotiable. <laughs> yeah. I, um, pretty much. Have we gone to a tournament where we haven't found somebody who actually heard Tashi Station Radio or knew of us from there? That's been that's been the weirdest thing of the past, you know. Gosh, what almost a year and three quarters that we've been doing this is having people go like, "Hey, I recognize your voice," or the absolute best was, "Hey, do you know Doug Howe? <laughs> he has a podcast." And he responded, "That loser, no." Nah, as, okay. I, as I, I no, I, I tabbed <laughs> on my ships that all have the Tashi Station logo on them <laughs> in TTS. So. Uh, Shout out to our buddy Brian who. Has right, got right. an X-wing group in Boone, where he lives. Boone, like North said, Carolina. He did Brian's not name him, Boone? but he said that. I Brian did not know that Brian's yeah. family lives in Boone, and that is also ah, where he is. I have some hilarious stories about Boone that I'll tell you offline because not all of them are fit for human consumption. But so. shout out to the unnamed opponent of his who listens to us. So yeah, woo, woo. thanks, man or wo- woman or whoever you are. Whatever. Damn, I cut this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you for cool. your support. Yes, thank you, listener. <laughs> uh, anybody else got any shout-outs there this week? Um, also, I will out. shout out our friend Brian for being the tie-breaking uh, game in our first round of the Crate Fantasy League. Um, Doug and I got our games in last night. Now we're waiting on Brian's results tomorrow. So good luck, Brian. Indeed. Uh, I'd like to oh, give Doug, a... What's our team name again? Team Brian Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was gonna be mad that you guys. I was gonna be mad that you guys didn't ask me to be a part of it. Now I'm like, no, 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 Brian, they're all yours. Say, <laughs> Brian, Brian was our crate cup guy since he always had family there. We're like, Brian, if oh, crate cup fair. ever happens, we're going there. Indeed, um, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to a couple other uh, X-wing folks that I got the chance to hang out with this past weekend. Uh, Tyler Tippett of Scum and Villainy, uh, Ricky quote, White, quote, Scum and Villainy, <laughs> uh, Ricky White, formerly of Scum and Villainy, and uh, Ryan Moisture Farmer himself of the Fly Better Podcast, as well as some folks like Joe Keller and Mike Carpenter, who all came into town for a uh, gaming mini convention that we put on uh, for our friend Joe Concha anytime he's in town. And we got to have, uh, they rented an Airbnb for the week, got to go. I got to help run a, uh, Ricky and I ran a all day D and D session that farmer came up with and it was just a ton of fun getting to hang out with friends. Uh, I think maybe with all of us there, X-Wing was talked about for a grand total of 15 minutes in the entire week and just having a great time. Uh, that's kind of the stuff I miss about road tripping and getting to see people is doing non X-Wing stuff as well, but, uh, just getting to see everybody getting to play some good games hang out and just have a great time. It's been so long since I've been able to do that. So shout out to everybody who uh, was there for that. 
Greg, you had any uh, big things to shout out this week? Um, I'd like to shout out to Mike Winnick. He moved up to Minneapolis, and we got to watch him on stream. Uh, oh, man. It's okay. I almost had it. It was Rookies for Fun. Mm-hmm. Play, yeah, that's it, on Twitch. And so they have a, a, a streamer that goes to their store. So that's really cool to see him. So. Uh, I'm glad that he's he's doing good up there, and he's already making an impact on the scene. Indeed, they Mike. they are learning to hate bombs just as much as we did. Oh yes, I'm sure they are. Indeed. Well, with uh, that being out of the way, thank you all for listening. Make sure you go to our uh, questionnaire and ask us questions for our 50th podcast next week. Until then, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. Wait, did I say my father, Bob? How? You yes, did my said father, Bob Howe. We almost got through an episode without getting Bob. I was trying to break the streak. Dang Absolutely it. not. This is Uh-oh. our father you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the streak remains. Bob Howe, 49 and 0. <laughs> I had my opportunity, too, being last. Oh, Indeed. Stupid Brian distracting me. Seriously. This is why, this is this is why, why it's Team Brian sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Thanks for listening, everybody. For Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Greg. And we'll see you for the 50th next time. Five. 50. 50. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Toshi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Toshi Station XW, on Twitch at Toshi Station X Wing, and on YouTube at Toshi Station X Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com/toshi station X Wing and toss us a few credits to help keep the huts off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode. <laughs>